This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Brian Howard. He co-founded his company, InMotion Software, back in 2008 with the vision of a studio focused on mobile development. He's now led the studio to create over 30 mobile titles, with six reaching the top 100, including a number one hit in the App Store. Today, Brian leads a team of 60-plus developers and designers. Brian, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right. I hope you took equity in all these apps. (laughs) Well, yes, some of them. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's just start right there. How do you decide? I mean, these startups come to you and say, Brian, we need this fancy app built. Here's the spec sheet. And by the way, we're broke as hell. Will you take equity and work for free? Well, uh, generally, no, not those in those circumstances. Uh, Just a little background in in InMotion. When we started, uh, we started as a game studio. So our vision was basically build our own products, put them up for sale in the app store. And uh, we were really, really successful at that in the early days. Quantify Uh, that, Brian, for me. What does that mean? Well, uh, you know, what do you mean? Like what is success? You say you were really, really successful measured by what? Well, I would say a number one hit title, uh, in the app store is a good measure of success. And it was a game. It was a game. Yes. For free. Uh, no, no, it was a paid game. How much do you charge for it? At the time we had flirted with a couple of different pricing models, but, uh, ultimately we decided on a dollar. Okay. And, and what year uh, was this? This was 2009 to 2010. And how many downloads did you have to hit like in the first day or two to spike up to number one? Well, uh, I probably have to go back and check, but I seem to think it was somewhere around like 25 to 30,000 downloads a day, something okay. on that order. Okay, good. So you have early games that you guys released back in that time frame that were doing 20, 30,000 downloads a day for some period of time at a dollar a pop. Yes. I'd say that's very successful. Yeah, yeah, that, that was all right. There were good times. Okay. What was your, just real quick before we go away from that, what was your most successful game? How many total downloads? So that game would be I Dig It. That was our our number one hit. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but probably something in the order of 7 million. Downloads? Uh, Downloads. Some of those, we did did run an experiment for a while where we did release it for free. So not all of those were paid, but uh, there was a good majority of those that were in that uh, 99 cent price range and I mean, true, true or false, you made over 3 million bucks from that game after paying Apple 30%. <clears throat> yeah, that's probably, that's probably in that ballpark. I'd say that puts you in the top 0.1% of game developers of all time. So, so this will be a good interview. What happened after that? Why don't I keep doing that? Well, uh, we tried for a couple of years and the market really changed. It got more difficult. Uh, you know, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but the gaming business is, it's really a brutal business. It's very difficult to compete in. I don't uh, know why. Why is it, oh. why is it brutal? Uh, just very competitive. Um, you spend a lot of money building a product that uh, you can't really prove out until it's done. Uh, you can't really release MVPs very well and, and continue to update and things like that. And you know, sometimes you can you can do a great job in the execution of a project, and it just the timing's wrong in the market, or you have the wrong idea, any number of things. 
So it's, it's capital intensive, intensive. You take a, a big risk on things and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So walk me, continue the story. Sure. So we, uh, we, we put a lot of money, uh, eventually into a much bigger title, a much more ambitious title, and it didn't really work out the way we wanted. What's a lot so, of money when you say you put a lot of money in somewhere? Well, um, uh, probably just under seven figures. And why'd it flop? I would like to know myself, uh, probably just a combination of timing. And, you know, we, we put most of our effort into finishing the game and didn't have the budget. I think we should have had for the marketing promotion and that kind of, uh, that kind of cost us. So about that time we made the pivot away from building games and kind of going from that product business into more of a services business. What, what time, what year was that? This was the probably 2013 kind of the last, last part of 2013 going into 2014. Um, so we made that conscious decision to uh, make the pivot in the business and focus a little bit more on stuff that's uh, a little more repeatable and a little more predictable. And uh, it's worked out pretty well for us. So yeah, tell me about the business today. What do you do and, and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? So uh, today, most of our revenue comes from basically, really, we, we kind of follow that agency model, uh, by and large, but with a, a few, I think, key differentiators. Um, basically, we try to take our expertise and knowledge and what we did for others and replicate that for them. So a lot of business to business stuff. Uh, we do a lot of work these days in education. We do some work in retail. Uh, we're getting ready to launch an app in the medical space. We do some stuff in kind of the real estate finance area. So quite a broad range, um, but you know, closer to that that typical agency model. Now you said you weren't able to identify why one of your like gaming things worked versus w- the second time it didn't for some reason. But then you said what you're charging for now is trying to replicate that success for others. Well, what p- you said you can't predict it. So what pieces are you replicating? Well, the part we can replicate is we're really good at the execution. Right. We know how to take a project, drive it to completion. We know how to build things, uh, very high quality work. Um, you know, some of our some of our clients that we've worked with, we've built apps for them that have been in the the in the top of their category. Um, in fact, we built an app for uh, another client, essentially. That I'm uh, opening my phone, by the way, while you talk. When you say category, right. when you say category, you mean like. What are the categories? Well, we've got an app right now in the uh, top app in the education. You're talking about this, right? Like all these categories here? Yep. Okay, got it. So books, business, education. So tell me about the one in education. Well, um, I guess can't. Well, tell me me one that you can talk about. Sure. Well, I can can talk in general. So we've, we're developing, we've been partnering with a, a large book publisher for the last couple of years to basically re- reimagine their engagement in higher education. Uh, that's been very successful for us. We've got a great team of engineers that have been working on that at this point for a couple of years now. Wow. It's a propel it to, you know, the top category in, in the education space, but it's in the top grossing, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really good. We've, we've kind of maintained these long-term uh, lucrative relationships, bene- mutually beneficial relationships with, with companies and, uh, you know, one thing I think we do a little different on the agency model is we don't really go for that fixed uh, price contracts. Okay. We focus a lot more on building sort of long-term relationships. We go for closer to what I would describe as a retainer model. 
So we, we basically rent a monthly development or, or a team of, of uh, people to kind of help solve a problem for them. Um, it fits really well with the modern development agile process. And uh, yeah, you're so- selling you're selling SWAT teams of engineers and product designers at a at a given, you know, you pay them X per hour, you mark it up X percent and you sell it to the buyer. More or less. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. What is the I mean, can you come up with an average? What's the average app that you build? What, what do they pay you to make it? Well, uh, that's that's interesting. I guess I don't I guess I haven't really prepared numbers around that sort of uh, just a big give me a big, big rent. Like, I mean, are we talking a grand, a hundred thousand, ten thousand, a million? Oh, oh, these are easily seven figures. Okay, got it. So a million, maybe up to like five, ten million sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they're they're multi-year contracts. It's, uh, you know, larger efforts. We go after the stuff that's, you know, more of the enterprise. But, uh, you know, we're not going after these two small two or three month uh, development cycles. We're going for stuff that's 12, 18 months or in some cases, uh, three to four years. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings. Okay, I do them back to back. Very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45 day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever. So go get it now. Nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. I, I'm not going to ask for a silver bullet because they don't exist, but tell me the silver bullet when um, I'm trying to rank, right? If someone's trying to release an app and rank in this app store, I imagine you have discovered some little ninja things you can do from a ranking perspective around keywords and stuff like that. I mean, give me like two tips that anyone can execute that will help them rank better in the app store. Well, uh, I wish I knew the answer to that. The only thing I can tell you is build good quality products. Yeah. But like, for example, if I go into business and I, and I, so like right here, I'm in, I'm in business top grossing and I want to look up like document signing, which is very competitive, right? You know, you would expect a company like DocuSign to be at the top, but they're not. I mean, there are others, right? Sign, there are others that have outranked them that are like, I've never even heard of before. How are these people outranking them? I, I would guess it's, it has a lot to do with the, really the user experience. I think that's a critical thing in the app store. It's really easy to try out different apps. It's really easy to, uh, you know, if you don't engage users very quickly, then people will just move on to other things. Uh, How does Apple know that though? Yeah, like how does Apple know if it's a good user experience or not? Well, they don't. And it's, I don't think they worry about that much. They let the the great stuff sort of rise to the top and the stuff that doesn't kind of falls below. How though? Like, how do they know what to rise to the top? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, is it like a number of downloads over a period of time? Is it number of five-star ratings? It's probably a combination of all those things. I, I think they're, they've changed their algorithm over time. I don't know exactly what it is, but 
depending on the category and how you're searching, some of them are based off of like the top grossing or maybe the top number of downloads. Uh, I'm sure they factor in, you know, how well the reviews have been from, from users and adoption. They probably have numbers on how many people actually delete the app. Okay. So those are they probably factor in all those things and uh, make predictions. I, you're, I'm trying to I'm trying to read your facial expressions here because I would imagine with someone with your size of data of app downloads, like you use the word probably when you talk about this, you have to know some of these things. They're like levers you pull. Uh, come on, yeah. come on, Ryan. I wish I did. I wish I did. You really, really don't. You really have no idea. And, and again, it, like it's changed over time. So even if I tell you, like, hey, we found the secret, you know, two or three years ago when we were, you know, we. We focused more on that, you know, I guess several years ago when we were building our products, that was a more important thing for us to focus on. But, I mean, they would change that stuff constantly. I think they were constantly tweaking the parameters around. Is there any, you know, with like you're, you're doing Google like CPC research, the keyword tool, you can see how many times a certain thing was searched in Google. Do, can, can you do that kind of research in the app store as well? See what terms are searched in education and then build your app with that name? No, I don't think they share at that level. Um, they do share some analytics basically around your application, but, uh, they're pretty guarded when it comes to, you know, other people's apps and things like that. Got it. How big's your, your, your team at this point? We've got about 60 people and we'll be probably hitting around 70 before the end of this year. That's great. So 60 today, 70, but you know, in the next three or so months, um, uh, how many clients are you working with at every, any given time? It probably ranges. Uh, I would say Right now, ten to twelve, something in that uh, in that range. Okay, so true or false? I mean, you've talked me about contract size. You have at least one customer that makes them more than twenty percent of your revenue. True. How how do you handle if that customer ever leaves? Like, how do you handle hiring and firing around selling these man hours or woman hours? Well, again, for us, it's it's getting those long term contracts allow us to plan out for you know long term engagements. We have an idea of when we're at a risk point and when we're not. Um, you know, when it gets closer to the end of a project, we can engage with them, find out, you know, is it something we're going to renew? Is it something that we're uh, going to need to look for another project? So far for us, there hasn't been much of an issue. So have uh, you ever had to fire people? You mean like individual contributors? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you have. Okay, good. And, no, I just know, I know a lot of agencies that I've, that I interview. This is like a big, even if they're multi-million huge agencies, they all go through this one huge client they take on, they staff up that client does a two year project and they got to let them go because they can't replace the revenue. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that we do differently, uh, just out of necessity, we've built a really good recruiting team in house, really good at finding, uh, you know, finding local talent and things like that. And we can use that, that uh, recruiting team basically to kind of help. You know, if we ever got in a situation like that, um, you know, I think we could essentially find smaller gigs for people, right? Maybe. Uh, what do you mean, like Waterboy? Well, uh, I guess I don't know what you mean by Waterboy. I mean, like, no, I, I was being facetious. Like, hey, you go get the company snacks for lunch today. But I mean. No, no, no. I mean, things like, uh, you know, we might find f smaller engagements, right? You find a company that needs one or two developers, maybe not a whole team of developers, and we can go and, and place them there um, and, you know, just see where that, that goes. Yeah, no, that, that makes good sense. Um, last last kind of question here. So you, you mentioned you're at six people. Have you bootstrapped this whole thing yourself or have you raised capital? We have bootstrapped this. That's great. And who is we? You and what other co-founders? Well, I started with my father, John. Um, I kind of approached him with this crazy idea of, hey, let's go build a, a mobile development company. And uh, this is before the apps were actually launched. So we were in very, very early. And, 
And surprisingly, he's like, all right, well, let's, let's do it. Let's what year it. was this? This was 2008. Oh, so wow. Our, our first app released two weeks after the apps were open. So we were then very, very early days. And it was a game. It, it was actually our first app was not a game. It was a, um, so there was these, these devices that you could put in your car and you would be able to measure like your zero to 60 or quarter mile time, yep. right? Using the accelerometer. And these things were four or $500, pretty expensive. So when the first iPhone was announced and I heard that it actually had an accelerometer and I had this idea of like, hey, why don't we go build an app that does that? So you just put your phone in your car. Genius. How much money did you make off that? Um, probably something on the order of 90 to 100K. Fucking a, beautiful. A, yeah, just with a fairly short amount of time. It was great. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, I actually ran into a guy who sort of became my, my second hand. He, uh, he was. Well, wait, uh, what happened to dad? You buy him out? No, 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 no. He's still around. Um, he's still here, but I, I'd always wanted to get into gaming and I found this guy who was good, you know, became a good friend of mine, but, uh, he had come with like 20 years experience in the game industry and sort of, uh, during the fallout of, of, uh, Midway going under, um, he found himself without a job. And so we just said, Hey, let's do this thing. Let's try, let's try doing the game thing and see where that goes. And did you guys split the company 50, 50 or what? Uh, nope. No, not exactly. Um, we have uh, four developers, or four, sorry, four partners in the business at this point. Uh, me and my father own a majority share. So there were times where we brought in key employees where it made sense. And yeah, I've got a, a great group of partners and they're great guys to work with. Are you guys in 2016, did you guys do more or less than 5 million in total revenue? 2016. Um, Last year. Probably about there. Oh, right about there. Okay, good. Now, are you, are you, do you kind of like the company where it's at? It allows you to pay yourself a lot of money each year or are you trying to grow? What, what do you think you'll do in 2017? We're, we're in a growth model. So we've been hitting probably 50% growth year over year for the last three years. So you think you'll hit six this year, 6 million? Uh, well, this year actually we're, we're on track to hundred percent growth this year. So yeah, so you're, I, you'll, you'll break 10. You think I would say probably just under that's pretty good, Brian. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. You're in total, you and your daughter are in total control of this, no crazy VCs to worry about. How do you make yourself rich from this? I know, I mean, that sounds like a facetious question, but I'm serious. Like, do you, do you pull, I mean, you could pull millions out of the company each year if you wanted, if you manage it properly and go invest it in real estate or something. How do you make yourself rich from this? Well, uh, I mean, that's a good question. I, I think for the time being, we're sort of riding this wave and, uh, you know, I enjoy what I do. We're going to continue doing it. Uh, one of the things that actually kind of interesting model for us. So we, we sort of started as a product company, uh, made that transition into a services company, but yet we still have that entrepreneurial spirit and, uh, we do maintain some internal products. Uh, right now that's not as much of a focus for us, but, um, you know, we're basically intelligently reinvesting some of our money back into kind of that long shot, bigger idea. Yeah. There's a lot of very successful SaaS companies that come out of agencies doing just exactly what you do. Uh, because you have all the know-how you need, you're seeing other clients problems. You can probably build something very successful. Yep. Good stuff, man. All right, Brian, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, these are one word answers. What is your favorite business book? Ooh, um, that's a good question. It's probably been, uh, Rich dad, poor dad, probably. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Elon Musk. Number three, uh, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? I mean, there's a lot I deal with. I don't know if any one of them are my favorites, but uh, probably GitHub or, or uh, you know, we do a lot of Jira work, a lot of work with Jira. So. 
How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Ooh, that uh, that varies. I'd say good nights, you know, seven, seven or so. But, uh, you know, it, it fluctuates. All right. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? I'm married with uh, three girls. Oh, wow. We got a full house then. Three girls. And how, how old are you? Uh, me, I'm 36. All right. Last question. Take us back 16 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Take more risks. You said that very quickly. Yeah. very guys have it from brian he says he would have taken more risks founded the company back in 2008 when he went to his dad with a crazy idea had some success early on making millions and millions of dollars on some early games couldn't replicate the model pivoted to selling this as a service to other folks they've now launched many applications working with clients you know on million dollar plus contracts working with 10 to 12 clients did about 5 million in 2016 looking to do about 9 million here in 2017 60 people full-time scaling to 70 again helping folks launch, uh, grow, and build applications for the App Store. Brian, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.